This is the Plant Advice Gardening Podcast, Episode 33, Gardening Jobs and Plants of Interest for May. Plantadvice.co.uk for all your gardening needs. Hello and welcome to the Plant Advice Gardening Podcast with me, Richard Farrer. And me, Sue Mack. This is the podcast to help you get the very best out of your garden with our regular features such as jobs to do in the garden and plants of note for all this time of year. Coming up in this episode, our plant of the month for May is Rosa Xanthina Canary Bird, and we have jobs to do in the garden and the vegetable garden. We are now into May. It's an interesting month. It's probably a linking month between the end of spring and the beginning of summer. Our spring has been fiendishly long, isn't it, Sue? A rather cold spring, actually. Very cold spring. But we have now got some glorious weather. It feels like summer's almost here. Uh, yeah, let's hope it's <laughs> We've got the doors open. We could open. have a fleeting couple of days and then that's it and then we growl the rest of summer. Well, we'll make or the I best growl of it. the rest of summer. <laughs> the doors are open, the t-shirts are on, we're going to have a barbecue this afternoon. We were visiting the garden centres yesterday. Oh, they were busy. They really were. I suppose a weekend, sunny, everybody's yeah. out, aren't they? Making well, they the best want to it. get their yeah. gardens looking pretty. All the bedding plants were all out and it's all ready the, for hanging baskets. Yeah, it's the ideal time now. The weather's warming up, the soil's warming up. We forecast a little bit of rain this week, which I think we need because we haven't had too much rain, have we? Nope. My one water butt's empty now. My other one will be empty by the time <laughs> I finish today, so I need them to be topped up. Topped up. But a bit of rain, a bit of warmth, mm. the plants are going to go mad. But unfortunately, the weeds are too. That's, That's the downside. True. But everything really is growing quite fast now, isn't it? Yeah, it's looking pretty. You've got all your hanging baskets out on a row. They're hardening off, but you're thinking of leaving them out now? I think so. We'll just keep an eye on the weather. The temperature, make sure it doesn't yeah, get too cold. because we can just bring them in overnight. Yeah, if... here in the UK, it's getting down to about, what, 12 degrees at night, which isn't too bad. But looking at the temperature, I think we're hitting about 25 degrees wow. here today. Wow, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. Miniature summertime, isn't it? And we are looking forward, hopefully, to Chelsea. Yeah, we Which is on no. the 23rd of May. That's the press day. We've been told by the RHS that the BBC have given us permission to record our podcast there. But we haven't and seen we haven't the tickets. tickets yet. And it's getting Ooh. a little bit close, isn't it? So uh, we do hope to be able to report back next month that we had a fantastic Chelsea with a few interviews, but <laughs> we could be disappointed I know. too. We'd be mortified if we, we don't would. go to Chelsea. It's the highlight. Absolutely the highlight of the year for any keen gardener. It is creme de la creme, yeah, isn't it? It's beautiful. The pinnacle. And we come back with lots of ideas. We see new plants we haven't seen before. It's yeah. yeah, it's motivating. Hugely so, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Invigorating. Plant of the month. 
So our plant of the month for May is Rosazanthina canary bird. It is, as the clue in the title, it is a rose. So it's a deciduous perennial shrub. It is fully hardy and the RHS have given it an H7 rating, which means it's hardy in the severest European continental climates, down below minus 20 degrees C. So that's pretty bomb-proof regarding temperatures. It grows up to a height of about 2.5 metres, Slightly bigger spread, round about 3 metres. It likes full sun but will tolerate partial shade. But it's one of the earliest roses that flower in the year. Now, roses are your favourite plant, aren't they, Sue? They are indeed. And what do you think to this one? It is a pale yellow, quite an open flower. It's not a classic rose, which has got lots and lots of petals. But being the first of the year? Mm, I like the colour. I think the colour's beautiful. But I'm the traditional rose person. I like my... Big, blousy flowers. Yeah, I like the... Is it called Floribunda? Floribunda. They're the ones with lots of flowers, aren't they? Yeah, this is like a Floribunda. Yeah, it's a shrub rose. Yes. um, You can actually be used as hedging this one because it's got a bit of a spreading habit, medium size. I mean, looking at it, you wouldn't necessarily say straight away it was a rose, would you? It's not immediately obvious. Now, I suppose if you look closer up... And the way it grows as well, it's not... It looks like you can train it where yeah, yeah. a lot of roses are just as Some they are. Some people have trained it almost as a, a standard and tree and, and yeah. drooping down. Beautiful colour though. It is a beautiful colour. It's mildly centred. It's not heavily centred. But I suppose the key feature is it's the first rose of the yeah. season coming in late spring, flowering from April to May. The single yellow flowers are about five centimetres diameter, so a decent size mm. on arching sort of stems. And if you cut them back and deadhead them, you can also get a second flush of flowers late in summer. So it's a, a double whammy. Yeah, the but R- that's any rose, actually, yes, if you it's can like do anything. that. Yeah. Deadheading prolongs Just, the life yes. and neatens the flowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The RHS have given this their award of garden merit, which is always a good sign. You know it's going to do well. When we were in the garden centre yesterday, we were trying to look for plants with that award, weren't we? Because we if you can find that, it's like a little sort of vase-shaped symbol on the label. You know it's going to do generally fairly well. This rose has a, an average growth rate, about two to five years to maturity. And the leaves are small, sort of fern-like mid-green leaves. And not its biggest feature, its flowers are, of course. It likes moist, well-drained, fertile, humus-rich soil. If you want to propagate it, like most roses, you can take hardwood cuttings in autumn or by budding in summer. Maintenance, fairly easy. Apply a mulch of well-rotted compost or manure in spring and feed as well. It's susceptible to similar diseases like most roses. Black spot is one of the key ones. We do suffer a bit with that with roses in the garden, don't we? Well, my other rose we bought last year that did have black spot on when we bought it, and now that we're putting that... Sulphur. Sulphur on it, it's, it's helped it, yeah. really beautiful. The it's black spot is a, is a fungus, and the spores can overwinter and then get back up into the plant. So in springtime, it's good to use sulphur almost as a preventative measure to stop it right getting a Right the way hole. through. Yeah. Hey, you don't just it use hold. it no. in the spring, try and do it right through the summer. Stops it getting the grip, yeah. And we well, did that last year and it seemed to all work. All the roses seem to improve with it. And yeah. it's a fairly 
innocuous substance sulfur isn't it compared yeah. to some sort of chemicals you can use and we're trying not to do chemicals in the garden no we're trying to be healthier we want our hedgehog yes we've spotted a little hedgehog our little security camera picked him up at night wandering around the front garden yes. and you think the milk bottles last night were well they've been the... knocked over when we know before he knocks over the milk bottles so i'm hoping he's <laughs> hovering around and eating all our bugs in the yes. garden that's why we just can't put poison down because they are becoming extinct and we, we need to try and keep us animals as Look after long them. as they, we can. They eat slugs, yeah. so they are a gardener's friend. And this year, like we did last year, we're going to use nematodes, aren't we, in the yes. garden? Which are an organic little tiny worm that get inside and unfortunately attack the slug from the inside. But it doesn't do any harm then if the hedgehog eats the slugs. Yeah, so exactly. we're going to put those on. They last for about six weeks, don't and they? They love do warmer soil and do yeah. it again. But it's an organic method, and we did find it effective last year. So I think yeah. we need to look at doing that fairly soon. Yes, the soil's warming up. Nematodes don't like cold soil, but now we've had a good couple of days of uh, twenty odd Warmth, degrees. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I think it's the time of year now to do with them. Put them in the garden. You add them to a watering can, don't you? And water yes. them in. Yeah. And they say the sooner you do it, the better as well. Yeah. So you stop the young slugs getting out and stop them procreating. Now, jobs to do in the garden, it is going to start getting a much busier time, as we said. May warming up and a bit of rain as well, everything starts growing. So the first thing you can be doing is deadheading. Removing the spent flowers from most flowering plants prevents the onset of seed production and encourages the development of more flowers. A combination of deadheading and regular feeding can significantly extend the flowering period of many plants, like the rose we just talked about. Also, you can be filling containers and hanging baskets for the summer. You're well ahead on that one, Sue, aren't you? Yes. Well, we have to because we don't have a greenhouse. No, so you bring them on inside, don't you? So our dining room's been like a garden nursery for the past month or so. It has indeed. Hmm. However, a damaging frost is highly unlikely this month, so it's time to plant out the summer containers and hanging baskets, as we are doing. The trick is to leave small but unnoticeable gaps between the plants in the container or hanging basket when planting, making them look full right from the start. But at the same time, leave enough space between the plants so there is space in the compost for roots to grow into. Use a good quality compost that will retain the moisture for as long as possible and you can get some compost or you can actually add some gel crystals, can't you, Sue, which helps to retain the moisture. Yeah. means you don't need to water them quite as much. Stake perennial plants. We've been doing a bit of that. Begin to stake perennial plants that you know will need support in a few weeks' time. For example, delphiniums, because they get really tall and a bit of wind they can get knocked over. Purpose-designed stakes and props are available, or you can just use bamboo cane and a bit of garden twine. We've got quite a few little props now, haven't we, in we the garden do. we've collected. We, well, in we fact, find... in wintertime, I know. <laughs> the garden looks a bit odd. There's odd. more sort of metal structures uh, in the garden than plants. But you don't see it when it thickens up. No, you don't, but it holds them and, and props them. Because a lot of our plants in the border sort of flop forward trying to get into the sun, mm. don't they? Yeah, our garden leans over. Our whole <laughs> garden just leans over to the right. Yeah, to yes. the right, as you looked in from the patio, yeah. yeah. To the east. Leans yeah. over to the east, doesn't it? Yeah. 
and lawns at this time of year you can be applying a lawn weed and feed treatment if you've not already done so and consider using an organic lawn feed if you can such feeds help the grass to grow vigorously it's a high nitrogen fertilizer and competes strongly against the weeds organic lawn treatments are also earthworm friendly whereas chemical treatments can kill earthworms which can result in poor lawn drainage we just bought a massive box from a garden center of weed mm-hmm. and feed didn't we yeah we did so it's one of your jobs you know, i know you've got lined up you're planning to get in the garden this afternoon aren't you yes yes as soon as we've finished it's recording just... <laughs> hurry up richard i want to get in the garden Time also to be sowing seeds of hardy biennials in situ example foxgloves and sweet williams. You can plant out your dahlia tubers after overwintering. Now the chance of frost has pretty much disappeared. And trim evergreen hedges such as box and yew. We trimmed our yew tree a week or two ago, didn't we? A couple. I don't couple. think we did them all because we're trying to get them to be all the, the hedge same were grown at the front, yeah. Height. So the bigger ones we cut yeah. back, but the smaller ones we've left to fill out. Yeah. And continue to spray roses that are prone to attack from black spot and green fly. As we said, sulphur, you did spot some green fly on yes. one of the roses yesterday. Yes, I'm so, oh, yeah. So I they're going to come under attack from soon. Yeah. I need to get in the garden. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Glorious weather. <laughs> uh, and water new plantings if the weather is dry. We have had a bit of a dry spell. Mm, You've been very. putting your beetroot out and your spinach in the vegetable garden. Mm. So they're going to need watering. Lettuce, yeah. We're going to be looking forward to a nice crop. And prune shrubs that have just finished flowering, for example, Forsythia and Ribes, the flowering current. Our Forsythia now, the beautiful yellow one, that's just gone over it's at the front. It's just finished, yes. Yeah, so it didn't he, last, doesn't no, last long really, does it? Maybe because it's warmed up a bit now. And, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He's going to need pruning gone. back, yeah. The blossom at the moment is what's looking pretty. Oh, the cherry tree in the mm. back garden is absolutely gorgeous. The pruners. Cherries are famous for their blossom, aren't they? Yes. And if perhaps a very late frost is forecast, cover your tender plants, including those in the vegetable garden, with horticultural fleece. Or if you don't have that, we've kept a bit of bubble, bubble wrap, wrap from yeah. packing of various things. Yeah. And that's a good, convenient little way just overnight to protect Keep them, them from a bit of frost, yeah. And in the vegetable garden, it's time to sow outside peas, runner beans, marrows, courgettes, pumpkins, carrots, turnips, swedes, potato tubers, kale, calabrese, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage and beetroot. And you can plant out young plants that have been started indoors of sweet corn, runner beans, tomatoes, aubergines, peppers, marrows, courgettes, cucumbers, melons and pumpkins and you can even be harvesting now asparagus rhubarb and spinach we've got one courgette planted out haven't we yes, some, and you're going to plant the other one or, today is it when two we've got now garden. we've got three three we'll, we'll do the three and then when two get really well we might take, take out, out one the out. smallest one yeah three is a bit excessive too much. yeah yeah we'll be making the courgette muffins again yeah and also we haven't got the room you know, no. we just have a little a veggie small veggie patch, and, so we've got to be careful and, yeah. and choose what we put in. Forthcoming garden shows. 
forthcoming garden and flower shows for this month from the 24th to the 28th of May is the RHS Chelsea Flower Show. As we talked about earlier, we do hope to go for that. Yeah. It's in the balance at the moment, but we'll find out We're shortly, hoping. I guess. We, we are. We haven't yeah. lost hope yet. No, no, not until it's the day yeah. and no tickets have arrived. <laughs> uh, we will be mortified then. We will watch it on television, I'm no, sure. I don't think I will. I'll well, boycott you, it if boycott we can't it. go. <laughs> uh, we will be sad. We will be very sad if we don't go. Anyway, watch this space. So that's about all for this episode. Sue is chomping at the bit to get into the garden now. I am. Yeah, you're going to garden. I'll finish in editing the podcast. And join me later for a G&T. A G&T and a barbecue in the garden. Who can say better than that? So if you're having nice weather where you live, enjoy your garden too. Thanks ever so much for listening and I hope you'll listen again next month. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. podcast was brought to you by plantadvice.co.uk for all your gardening needs.